A climate change agreement you've never heard of could save us. That and other stories on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin. And it's This Week in Water. The United Sweats of America? That's what news outlets are calling a massive heat wave gripping most of the country. You probably don't need us to tell you it's been hot, but last week NASA announced that global temperatures so far this year were much higher than in the first half of 2015, and 2016 will likely be the warmest year ever recorded. The space agency said that although El Nino caused some of the increase, the rise in temperatures since the 1960s are the result of human caused emissions of greenhouse gases. Higher temperatures affect agriculture, drive up energy use, and raise demand for water. And many of us will crank up the AC, but that may be part of the problem. Most air conditioners use hydrofluorocarbons, or HFCs, to cool. And when those compounds get into the atmosphere, they're thousands of times more powerful than carbon dioxide at warming the planet. HFCs came into use when the 1987 Montreal Protocol banned CFCs that were damaging the ozone layer. The Montreal Protocol has been called one of the most successful environmental treaties ever, but it inadvertently helped birth HFCs, a new greenhouse gas. The good news is officials from nearly 200 countries are in Vienna this week to amend the Montreal Protocol to limit HFCs. Passing the amendment looks very likely and will do much to fast-track goals set by the Paris Climate Talks last December. That's because unlike the Paris Agreement, any amendment to the Montreal Protocol is legally binding in almost every country. And according to experts, a law limiting HFCs could result in the removal of over 100 gigatons of carbon from entering the atmosphere. While this is extremely positive news for the planet, what's even more exciting is that industry is very much on board and already developing HFC alternatives. The Olympics in Rio will open on August 5th, but the games have been mired in controversy, including concerns about water. For starters, the Australian team has decided not to live in the Olympic Village because of things like no running water in some apartments, sewage leaking into showers, toilets that don't flush, and flooding in bathrooms. And recently, scientists found super bacteria near beaches that will host Olympic swimming events and in a lagoon where rowing and canoe races will take place. To deal with contamination, the lone American female kayaker, Maggie Hogan, said that they will try to waterproof her uniform and she'll wash her hands and shower after each event. She said she will not take a water bottle in her boat for fear it could come in contact with bacteria. Brazil's promise to clean up waterways and remove 80% of sewage flowing into the bay where sailors will compete. But David Z, an oceanographer who has studied Rio's waters for decades, told the Washington Post that in this aspect, Rio is a failure. The Democratic National Convention occurs this week in Philadelphia, and many are hoping that climate change will receive some attention in contrast to its absence at the Republican Convention. As the Democrats convene, a new study shows that by 2040, rising seas and future storms are likely to flood the city of brotherly love to a depth of four feet or more above current high tide levels. In a little more than 20 years, almost nine square miles of the city are likely 
likely to be flooded, according to the Climate Central study, including Philadelphia International Airport that sits along the Delaware River. Something for delegates to consider as they fly in. There's already concern that the flooding is occurring more frequently. Ben Strauss, one of the lead authors of the study, told State Impact that data shows five of the ten biggest floods in Philly since 1915 have occurred in the last six years. The efforts of those who want to build a nuclear power plant near Green River, Utah, got a boost last week. An appellate court ruled that the planned project can take nearly 55,000 acre-feet of water from the Green River to cool the facility. Plans to use the water had been challenged by environmental groups, including Heal, Utah. They argued that the use of the water would be contrary to the public good, unsustainable, and infeasible. But the court disagreed, basically saying that there was plenty of water to use. The green is part of the Colorado River system that supplies drinking water to about 40 million people, including those in L.A., Phoenix, and Las Vegas. People concerned with the health of this vast water system note that Lake Mead is already at its lowest level since it was first filled, and Lake Powell further up river is only 55% full. And finally, speaking of rivers, it wasn't that long ago that swimming in the Charles River in Boston would get you two things. One, a hefty fine, and two, a need for a tetanus shot. The river was so filthy that people said you could find everything from old cars to corpses flowing through the muck. In 1995, the EPA launched the Clean Charles Initiative. The agency gave letter grades to rivers in America, and the poor Charles got a D, which meant that the water was okay for some boating, but definitely not swimming. But oh, how times have changed. Last week, nearly 300 people plunged into the Charles during an event now in its third year. According to the Charles River Conservancy, in 2013, the river was given an A minus and now is one of the cleanest rivers in North America. So now that the river is cleaner, would you drink it? Six Massachusetts breweries hope you will. They're competing to brew the best Charles River beer to raise awareness about the waterway and make it swimmable all year round. Not to worry, although the water will come from the river, it will be treated with an advanced purification system before it reaches your stein. If the Charles continues to get cleaner, will Red Sox fans need to sing a new tune about purdy water? This Week in Water is sponsored by the American Water Works Association. Looking for solutions to utility challenges? Get answers at AWWA's Water Infrastructure Conference and Expo, October 30th through November 2nd. Learn more at awwa.org forward slash H2O Infocon. Well, I love that.